Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again coming to you with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Once again, we're going to dive right back into the book of Acts. Praise God. This time again, like last week, we're going to jump into chapter 20. Amen. Chapter 20 once again. Praise God. You know, I read uh, a little bit more of this last week. Uh, today, I'm just going to maybe focus on one of the verses and, and kind of take it from there. Praise God. Verse 24, so Acts 20 and verse 24, and it says this, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy, which is going to be our topic today, that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry, in other words, finish, finish the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Praise God. Last week, of course, we read more of this, and, and we kind of you know, dove into this a little bit. And there's some things I touched on last week that I kind of wanted to take a little bit further. I want to talk a little bit more about joy today. But, of course, you know, the scripture, uh, this verse here, a powerful verse. In fact, uh, the message translation says, what matters most to me, this is what Paul said, what matters most to me is to finish what God started, the job the master gave me to do, praise God. Amen. That's the message translation. The, uh, the passions translation, passion translation, says it's more important for me to fulfill my destiny and to finish the ministry which the Lord has assigned unto me. Amen. So the reason I, I kind of got on this is that I'm talking about finishing our race and uh, to me, that's, it's so, so critical, amen, is, is finishing. It's, it's all about how you finish, amen. We, you know, a lot of times have great starts. A lot of people have great start. They come into the kingdom. They do great things. They run like gangbusters, praise God. And then all of a sudden, due to different things, uh, you know, they back up. They quit. They, they fall out, whatever happens. I mean, it's just amazing. Not everybody finishes like they should, praise God. And so we're talking about finishing, praise God. In fact, this beginning of this verse, it says, none of these things move me. Of course, in the text, there was multiple things that were mentioned. We talked about that last week. We focused a little bit more on that. We talked about, about the emotional pressures that come. We talked about the mental pressures that come. And then we talked about the physical pressures that we may experience off and on. All right? So that's a lot of it. And then he said this, and, and uh, he, uh, he brings out in that verse that, uh, I do not count, here we go, I do not count my life dear to myself, okay? And we talked about that, kind of, you know, really kind of spent a little bit of time on that, talking about the fact that when your life is what's most important to you, it becomes nothing but an open door or a, I could maybe say a, a foothold for the enemy to, uh, to ransack your life. And so we have found, and you see throughout the scriptures, amen, we, like I said, we talked about that a little bit last week, uh, that when you put uh, everything else uh, before your life, in other words, my, my call for God, my running my race for God is way more important than my own life, amen. When you do that, you'll find that as you do that, the Lord looks out for your life, amen. So when you put, you know, His agenda first, then guess what? He comes along, praise God, and makes sure you're taken care of, amen, and we found that out. So uh, last week, we ended up talking about some things about finishing with joy. We talked a little bit about it. I just felt in my heart I wanted to go back into this and talk a little bit more about this force of joy, amen. So I'm going to talk today about finishing with joy and what that means. So anyway, praise God. So let's uh, uh, 
Uh, one of the references that we know sometimes when we talk about joy is Nehemiah 8.10. It says, do not sorrow, amen, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay, now that, of course, was Nehemiah talking to the people of God. And, uh, you know, there they'd, they'd rebuilt the wall. They kind of uh, had some great things that happened. And then the, uh, the priest began to minister the Word of God and really started talking about the importance of living the Word of God. And the people basically found out that they were not anywhere near where they could be in God. And so what happens, there became this little bit of perplexity uh, you know, a little over, being a little bit overwhelmed because of the fact that they're not where they need to be in God. And so uh, Nehemiah encouraged them not to sorrow, uh, but that the joy of the Lord is your strength, okay? Because the joy of the Lord is what we're talking about is a force. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a spiritual substance. It's, the word says that it's the fruit of the Spirit. Here he says it's the strength of Amen. It's your strength, praise God. So the point I'm trying to make out of this is that sometimes joy gets a little bit maybe overlooked. Maybe there's not enough emphasis on it. Uh, maybe for some reason we kind of look at joy a little bit different. We maybe look at it more about the effects, like see stuff like happy, uh, you know, happiness or, uh, you know, maybe being excited. Okay, that, and we see that as joy, which in all honesty that's just effects of it, you know. Uh, joy is a spiritual substance, a spiritual force, all right. In fact, this, uh, that reference there in Nehemiah 8 and verse 10, uh, the word uh, sorrow, I just wanted to bring that out because it kind of shows you the opposite side of this. Sorrow is about being perplexed, about worry, grief. Uh, it even means to fabricate in, in, in the sense of, uh, you know, Creating drama, that's, that's kind of what that word refers to. Uh, you know, making more out of, uh, out of less. You know, you're trying to make something, expand something when it really isn't that big a deal. But see, what happens is things happen and it begins, you know, mentally begins to wear on you and you get perplexed or get overwhelmed or that kind of stuff. But what joy then is your strength, okay? And strength, all right, means a fortified place a fortress, a stronghold, or a rock, but it literally means a defense or force, okay? And that's kind of where I got that, and I thought it'd be good to bring that out, all right? So it's a force. In fact, last week, I, I kind of read a little piece of something um, about joy, and I thought maybe I'll, I'll, I'll read that again and then kind of springboard off of that. Joy is a divine strength within, okay, it's within, praise God, arising and causing you to overcome. It is a powerful force, to hold you steady regardless of the pressure. And that's what Paul was bringing out in this text in Acts, all right? That that joy is there, praise God, how to hold you steady regardless of the pressures, whether we're talking emotional pressures, mental pressures, physical pressures, whatever it may be, all right? So it is a force to hold one steady regardless of the pressure. It is a force, literally, that drives back weariness and discouragement, it is more than just some pleasant quality, state of mind, a passing emotion or feeling, praise God, but it is a force, okay, a constant force, which you kind of kind of hang on to that, a constant force, all right, that affects your mind, your emotions, and your feelings, amen, because you know as well as I do that sometimes the emotions and the feelings can be elusive, they can be up and down, but yet joy can be a steady force in the midst of all that.
Now, again, we're not making light of, of the emotions or the feelings, any of that kind of stuff. God gave you that, all right? But the point is, if we're just going to be led by that kind of thing, we're going to be all over the map. We're going to be up, we're going to be down, in, out all the time. But joy is that steady force that holds you, amen, locked on, praise God, keeping you consistent, amen, in the midst of any kind of pressure, praise God. And that's uh, why we're kind of focusing on this, because the Word says here that we're to finish with joy. So obviously, joy has to be one of those commodities that has to be in our life, amen, working, amen, alive within us, praise God, in order for us to finish. In fact, uh, the more I look into this and the more that I see, uh, you know, just in the you know, 30 plus years of working around uh, ministry things and, and, and working with people, uh, young and old, it doesn't matter, uh, it's, it's kind of the same thing across the board, uh, that if people don't maintain their joy, it, usually they're not going to maintain the race. They're not going to stay with it. They're going to be, uh, they're going to quit halfway through this thing. They're going to, uh, you know, throw in the towel, so to speak, and, and not finish what they should finish. Now, I'm not saying they're not saved anymore. I'm not saying that I'm not, not taking any of that away from them. I'm just telling you that I've watched that people, if they don't maintain joy in their life, usually their, their race is going to be very, um, very elusive. It's going to be up and down all the time. So, Anyway, with that said, turn with me, if you will, to Isaiah 12. Let's go to Isaiah 12. And I want to read something uh, out of Isaiah 12 that I thought would be relevant to this service today. And uh, remember now, the joy of the Lord is your strength, all right? So here we go. So Isaiah 12, verse 3 says, Therefore, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. All right. Now, of course, there's a whole lot said through this text. And just out of uh, for sake of time, I just want to just focus on this verse. It said, for joy will draw water. The joy, in other words, this force, this joy of the Lord, which is your strength, okay, this fruit of the Spirit that you have within, praise God, becomes literally uh, like a, uh, uh, maybe a, like a bucket, so to speak, that draws water water out of the well. He calls it a well of salvation. So let me define some of that. The word well here is referring to kind of what you think, a spring, a fountain. Uh, literally means a source of satisfaction, okay? And then the word salvation in this verse, okay? Uh, Yeshua is actually the word there, uh, the Hebrew word, and it means deliverance. It means aid, help, saving, health, wealth, and even victory or the place of victory. So the reason I wanted to kind of read this verse is because anytime the joy of the Lord is present, it literally like it becomes this, this bucket that you're able to pull out of the wells of salvation. You need victory. You need, uh, you know, something uh, turned around. You need, you need uh, stability to stay with it. To, I mean, that's what this joy does. It's like literally like throwing a bucket down and dipping out a, a whole bucket of, uh, of uh, you know, what you need, praise God, for the moment. Amen. And that's exactly what joy will do in your life. And so today what I want to do, even though, like I said, we touched on it last week, but this week I want to take some time and, and look at about, I don't know, maybe about a half a dozen references and, and look at ways to maintain joy in your life. Now it's in there. We just got to keep it maintained, keep it, in a sense, at the forefront, praise God, so it'll be like that, that, that thing that draws 
water from the well of salvation. It's that strength that you need in whatever time of pressure you're under. It's that, it's that fruit of the Spirit that maintains uh, the life of God as you're moving along in this race, praise God. Amen. It's what is there to help you finish the race you're called to finish, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So with that said, let's go to the, back to the New Covenant to Hebrews chapter 12, please. Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. And I'm going to go to verse 2. Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Hallelujah. And kind of a common text, and pretty much all of these are going to talk about something about joy, but it's going to give us some uh, little nuggets, amen, about maintaining joy in our life. So verse you know, yeah, yeah, verse 2. Let's, we'll just read verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus. Of course, it just got done talking about running with endurance, right? The race set before you. But it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the first thing we see here, okay, Jesus used it, all right? He says, for the joy that was set before him, all right, he endured what he had to endure. And, of course, in that text, it's talking about you finishing your race and you looking unto him, amen, amen. In other words, you focusing on him so you can finish your race. Now, the point I'm trying to make is, okay, joy has expectation, okay. The Lord, see, had expectation for the joy that was set before him, all right. He had an expectation of what was going to happen if he continued to do what he should do. So part of what maintains joy in our life is a good expectation, all right? In fact, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. Amen. In other words, your faith begins to give substance to that which you expect, praise God. And so if you're going to maintain an expectation of good things, praise God, then guess what, all right? It, it's what keeps that stirred in you to keep on keeping on. Now, if your expectation is everything's all, all going to end bad, you'll find, you know as well as I do, that anytime anybody uh, has a negative expectation, all right, that usually they're, they're pretty much ready to quit, all right? So we have to, if we're going to maintain joy, then one of the things you're going to have to keep stirring in you is a good expectation of what's ahead, praise God. In fact, uh, the word, if you look in verse 2 of Hebrews 12 again, it says, for the joy, or yeah, for the joy that was set before him. The word set here actually means uh, to lie before one's view, all right, to be present to the mind, stand forth as reward or be first. But I like that. So it's to lie before one's view or to be present to the mind. You're going to know how you see things, how you think things is key when it comes time to joy. That's just the facts, all right? If you're going to meditate on all the junk, it's going to be hard uh, for you to keep joy stirred. If you're going to stay focused on all the junk, it's going to be hard to keep joy stirred, all right? Keep joy at the forefront. Now, remember, okay, don't just see joy as the effects of what joy can. In other words, don't just see, you know, it making you happy or you make it, making you excited or whatever. You have to see joy as a force. So what you're doing is you're going to maintain that force so it literally can dip down into that well of salvation and draw water in time of need. 
that it can be the strength that you need that holds you steady no matter what pressure you're dealing with. When you see joy, amen, as a, as a great commodity of force, a strength in God, amen, you're going to do more to, to, to keep that maintained, amen, because it's what allows you to finish, all right, or at least becomes a major part of finishing right, okay, we could say it that way, all right, all right, so uh, the word expectation, let me give you a definition of that. Okay, uh, it means a foresight, a picture, a snapshot, a glimpse of the future. In fact, when I was reading that out or quoting you out of uh, Hebrews 11, uh, you know, it's, it's all about faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. That word hope means an expectation or anticipation. All right, so in other words, it's based on what you're focusing on. Now, one, one good reference when you start talking about a future, uh, you know, about an expectation of something down the road that's good, uh, Jeremiah 29 is always a good reference, verse 11 there. It says, for my thoughts toward you are, are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, God's thoughts towards you are always to give you a good future, all right? So that's why you got to stay focused on that, all right, no matter how it's looking at the moment. Now, you know as well as I do, you could sit and you can meditate on the junk all day long because there's probably some things around that is junk that you could meditate on. All right, now that's not real deep, but you get the point. Uh, same thing about what you focus on. There's all kinds of stuff out there that ain't worth focusing on. I mean, it's just stuff that's just going to bring you down. We're not denying, that's my point, we're not denying the existence of some of these negative things. We're not denying the existence of things that you may see around you that ain't so good or things that you, you, know, you could think about that ain't so good. We're not denying any of that. But see, what we're trying to do is get you to connect with his thoughts, all right? His thoughts are thoughts to give you, you know, a future and a hope, an expectation, an expected end, amen. And so if you will stay focused on that, and that's why, you know, in running this race, you've got to stay focused on him, all right? If you don't stay focused on him, all right, you're, you're probably going to be all up and down and, you know, you know you're going to be wavering when it comes time, uh, you know, to your, uh, you know, finishing this, this race, all right? So it's very necessary on what you stay focused on and very necessary on what you sit and, and think about, praise God. And again, we're, that's pretty much going to be the key of this, of this whole thing. And so anyway, so uh, expectation, get this, expectation uh, provides, uh, we see in Scripture anyway, provides endurance, a better outlook, a better posture as far as your faith, amen, a, a better direction of faith, okay, these are all things that uh, you know, having a good expectation begins to stir in you. So then you start thinking, okay, so maintaining an expectation, and really that's probably our first point, we'll just kind of call it that, you know, you know maintain an expectation. Uh, when you do that, you know, a good expectation I'm talking about, it keeps joy at the forefront. You're more apt to have joy right there to draw from, all right, and to lean on, all right. It's what's going to help keep you steady. All right, so a key is, you know, a good expectation, praise God. So it's going to be based on what you're thinking about, what you're, uh, what you're focusing on. Let's look at another one here in James. So let's back, next book here, James 1, common text. James 1 and verse 2, and it just says this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or testings or provings. That's what that means. Count it all joy 
when you fall, okay, so it doesn't mean that you have to walk right into it, but he's talking about literally when you fall into something here, some kind of a pressure. That's what it's talking about, a testing, a pressure. But it says, count it all joy. Now, there's a lot more we could read out of this, obviously, but I want to just kind of make the point. And this point here, he's talking about what you, you count it all joy. What does that mean? Well, to take account, all right? It means to consider, to think, uh, to take account, to have rule over to lead or command with authority. That's all that, that word there, to count, count it all joy, to count it all joy, all right? So it means to take an account, amen, of things. So what's he talking about? Well, again, it's back to what you're meditating on, okay? Take an account, okay? So he says you can make your list of bad things or you can make your list of good things, all right? So... Uh, maybe a good reference on that would be like Philippians 4, let's say like verse 8, you know, whatever things are true and noble and just and lovely and perfect and of good report, anything uh, praiseworthy, let's, you have to meditate on those things. In other words, if you're going to make a list, make a list of the right things, all right? And again, you know, as, as you know, a pastor, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not ignorant to the fact that you could make a list of negative things. Okay, we all have all kinds of crazy things go on in our life. It could be things in the household, things, uh, you know, at work. Uh, it could be, you know, job. It could be finance. It could be health issues. We could, we could sit here all day long and say, let's just say all the things we don't like that's going on right now in our life. But here it says, count it all joy. So what it means is you have to take an account of things that could maintain joy. All right, that no matter what's going on, what pressure you're facing right now, see, whatever it is you've fallen into, whatever kind of uh, thing the enemy is trying to attack you with or put pressure on you about, in the midst of this, count it all joy. you got to make an account of things that are right. All right, why? Because it's what, again, it's what helps you finish. It's what helps keeps you steady. It's the strength that you need to keep on keeping on. It's, the, it's that, uh, that, that bucket that deep, dick, deep, pardon me, digs down deep into that well and pulls out water from the wells of salvation, praise God. All right? This is what works. Amen. You could sit all day and you could meditate on the junk, find all the stuff that you hate, all the stuff that uh, you don't like what's going on, the people you don't like, the things that they do you don't like. We can go on and on and on, and we can come up with all kinds of things, and all it's going to do is depress you. All it's going to do is, is uh, you know, bring, uh, you know, instead of being, you know, being joyful, you're going to be, uh, you're going to lack that joy, and all you're going to have is anger or sadness or depression or, come on now, all the things you don't want. Now, again, there ain't nothing difficult about these things I'm talking about. But if you want to maintain joy in your life, okay, you're going to have to stay focused, amen, on the right things. You're going to have to set your mind on things above. Colossians 3, 2 brings out, amen. Also, Romans, 5, or Romans 8, 5 talks about that. But it's, it's all about what you set your mind on. So you can set your mind on right things, and then as a result of it, it begins to dictate where you're going. Why? Because you're drawing, I mean, from the wells of salvation, you're maintaining the strength, I mean, amen, from above because of the joy of the Lord. Amen. As a result of it, praise God, you're holding steady in the midst of whatever it is you're facing. And it keeps you on track. It keeps you on the right road, so to speak. Amen. So we have to set our mind on things above. You've got to meditate on 
those things. Amen. Amen. And I, I can't stress it enough. You know, I, I understand there's things, all kinds of things. There's right things and wrong things. There's good things and bad things, all right? There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, we, we're not denying any of it. But what you set your mind on is going to determine what you're keeping uh, stirring in you, what you keep maintained in you. Amen. And we're talking about joy. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see here. Let's look at another one. Psalm 16. Let's look at that one. Another common text when you're talking about joy. Amen. Psalm 16. Amen. So with that, you know, with that said so far, we're talking about your expectation. We're talking about what you take an account of. Amen. These are things. This one here, uh, verse 11 of Psalms 16, 16, 11, says, And you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It literally means it's delightful or sweet pleasures. Praise God. Pleasurable. Amen. But in your presence, there's a key there, is fullness of joy. The satisfaction of joy. So what does this bring out? Well, the word presence means the face of, the countenance of, the front of, or before the person of. So whatever, whoever's present we're talking about is going to refer to that you're standing before them. And of course, in this text, it's talking about the presence of the Lord. Okay, So we're talking about being before Him, amen, in His presence, praise God. Amen. So presence, okay, maintaining some, some form of presence in your life is going to be key to maintaining joy. All right, so what does that mean? Well, the scripture says this in James 4 and verse 8. It says, he who draws near unto him, the word says he draws near unto them. All right, so uh, all that means is, is, you know, stopping once in a while, taking the time to move in tight with God. Amen. Psalms in 46 verse, verse 10 says, be still and know that I'm God. Amen. Uh, you know, and what does that mean? Well, it's talking about, you know, getting still, getting quiet with God once in a while. Amen. When we're talking about the presence of God, we're talking about doing what it takes to just get alone with God once in a while. Amen. Now, it isn't that, you know, you, you can't have presence when you're in the group, a group of people or can't have presence when you're in a whatever, okay, you're driving down the road. I, that, that's not what I'm saying. But the point I'm trying to say is we have to learn how to get still with God. You have to learn how to move into God once in a while. Amen. That no matter what's going on around us, see, just like Paul was dealing with, uh, you know, emotional pressures, he was dealing with mental pressures, dealing with physical pressures, okay, that was going on, that no matter all of that going on, he found a way to move into God and to draw uh, strength, amen. And in, th in this case, we're talking about the joy of the Lord, amen, by just, connecting with God once in a while, getting still with God, getting quiet with God once in a while. These have got to be things you're going to have to do. You know, if you just could stay busy and stay under everything all the time, what happens is if you don't take a, a time in there to get out from under all that mess and move into God a little bit, let God begin to breathe into you once in a while, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to maintain joy. Are you still with me? Now, there's all kinds of great things that come out of the presence of God, and we've done a many a sermon on that. You know, the rest, 
Amen. True rest in God comes from His presence. Times of refreshment, times of restoration. These are all things that come out of the presence of God. Amen. And, of course, joy. And, of course, that's what we're focusing on today. Amen. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to stir in you uh, the understanding that if you will just at time, take times through the course of your day to get quiet with God, get still with God, draw into God, let Him draw into you, praise God. Let Him him breathe into you that breath of life, so to speak, and let the joy of the Lord begin to rise, amen, or at least come to the forefront, praise God, so that no matter what you're dealing with, amen, you're maintaining that joy throughout the course of your day, praise God. Now, we're talking about, again, finishing our race, all right, finishing our race. Like Paul said, none of these things move me, and I don't count my life dear to myself that I might finish my race with joy. Amen. Hallelujah. And isn't that, that's a key. So you got to finish this thing with joy, praise God. Amen. So, I mean, you could fight the fight and say I'm standing against this and warring against that and, and trying to, you know, stand my ground against this. And, uh, you know, we could do all that kind of stuff. But if you ain't maintaining some joy in there, I guarantee it becomes a lot of work and pretty soon you're overwhelmed and it ain't long you, you're, you're backing up or you're at least uh, laying down. You ain't, you ain't, you know, taking steps forward anymore. So joy is such a, a, a critical commodity in our life. So again, not only uh, based on uh, you know, our expectation, not only based on taking account of right things, but also intimacy, our time spent in the presence of God. Amen. Let's go back to the new covenant, to John 15, please. John 15. Hallelujah. John 15. And... Uh, Verse 11 is a good verse. This is, of course, Jesus talking here. And Jesus said this. He said, these things I have spoken to you. All right, so he's saying things. He's speaking things. He's speaking into their life. And, of course, we have it recorded here. In fact, you know, you know chapter 14, 15, 16, 17, these are all basically, this is all Jesus talking. Okay, see, these are things He's saying that have been recorded for you and me to read, all right? These things I have spoken to you, why? Well, that my joy may remain in you, and that my, or pardon me, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. I love it. Let me read it again. These things I have spoken to you, amen, hallelujah, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Praise God. Let me give you another reference on that. 1 John chapter 1, verse 4, he said, These things we write to you, that your joy may be full. So what are we saying here? Well, what I'm trying to show you is that what's key to maintaining joy is you better hook up to his words. Okay? To me, that's kind of a dust statement. But again... Uh, maybe even not saying anything different than what we've been talking about. Again, it's based on what you're going to meditate on, what you're going to focus on, what you're going to spend your time with. But we're saying that if you don't have the words of the Lord going into you, amen, come on now, if you don't have His words going into you, 
it might be kind of hard to maintain some joy. So part of maintaining that joy in your life, that, that, that force uh, to keep you steady, amen, that helps you dip down into the wells of salvation, that keeps you strong and, 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 you know, and locked on and consistent, praise God, you're going to have to have the Word going in you. I mean, to me, that's just kind of a gimme, but, but that's kind of how it is. You've got to understand that His Word, that's one of the reasons that we meditate on His words. Praise God, the things he says is because it begins to, uh, like he said in uh, John 15, amen, that, that my joy, my joy, he said, this is Jesus talking, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy might be made full. Well, that's what we want because, the, you know, if, it's, if his joy remains in us, amen, and then, it's our, then we have strength, amen, and if our joy is full, praise God, we, we, we hold steady no matter what pressure we're dealing with, praise God, amen. Now, you think about his word. Uh, just a couple texts on that, but, uh, you know, like, for instance, Hebrews and 4 and uh, verse 12, he says, you know, his word is living and powerful, all right? Well, it's living and powerful. It's alive. It's living. It's, it's, it's got life to it, praise God. It's powerful. It's got, it's got some energy, some substance. Uh, in fact, I think that word even is energeo. It's talking about this, 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 it's got some force and power. So the more you meditate on his word, the more all this begins to stir in you, praise God. Amen. So you have, you have strength, you have, you have power, you have, you know, something that's alive. Amen. This is why, uh, you know, it begins, to ma- it begins to stir joy in your life. Praise God. Amen. Another reference on that, John 6 and 63, he said, my word is spirit and their life. In other words, my words contain spirit. They contain life. Amen. They're not only living and powerful, but they, they have spirit. They have spirit substance in them. They have zoe life in them. Amen. So the reason you want to meditate on my words not a, uh, is because it's what the very thing that begins to cause his joy uh, to arise within you and your joy to be made full, praise God. Amen. Why? Because it has spirit substance in them. These words have spirit substance in them. These words have zoe life in them. These words are a living and powerful, praise God. And the more you meditate on, the more you look to it, the more you read it, the more you, you know, listen to it, praise God, however it is you're, you're bringing in the Word of God on a day-to-day basis, the more you're doing that, praise God, the more you're allowing the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, to be stirred up and maintained in your life, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. It's such a key. The Word... It's got to be going in you. Praise the Lord. Do what it takes to get the Word of God going into you. Praise God. All right. So again, we talked about expectation. We talked about taking account of right things. We talked about presence or intimacy. Maybe we'll say it that way, intimacy or presence. Hallelujah. We talked about His Word. And I want to talk about one more, kind of break it down a little bit. We're going to come out again out of the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 5 this time. Psalms 5 and verse 11, praise God. Psalms 5, verse 11. It says this, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, and let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. And let those also who love your name Or let's read it again here. I think I kind of read that a little. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those who love your name, here we go, that's it. Let those who love your name be, here we go, joyful in you. Now, there's three things mentioned in here, all right, that I want to kind of, you know, maybe wrap this thing up today uh, on this verse. And it talks about rejoicing. 
All right? Let those rejoice who put their trust in you. And then it says, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. And then the third one is, let those who love your name be joyful in you. There's three things it talks about here. And all three of these things are a different Hebrew word, okay? But it's all about maintaining joy in your life, okay? And the last one, I'm on, this last point is about taking some action. There's some things that you can do, amen, that keep joy, just some actions you can do that keeps joy uh, stirring in you, praise God. So let's look at this. So the word rejoice here in the beginning of this verse is uh, samach, is the Hebrew word. It means to cheer up, brighten up, make glad, be merry, but it literally means to cause to rejoice, to cause to rejoice. And if you remember, the word says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You notice it's rejoice, okay? This word here is rejoice, all right? So you got to, again, stir this up. The word cause to rejoice means cause to happen or give a reason for, instigate, activate. These are all words of this. Uh, to give occasion or to rouse one's, uh, to rouse one up, all right? So when we're talking about to instigate or activate, uh, to give occasion or to rouse, what's talking about is you got to, sometimes you just got to physically stir yourself up to just start, amen, rejoicing in God. I'm just going to give God praise. And it says here, all, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Well, let me ask you something, okay? Are you, do you trust God? What do you trust God in? What is it you trust God in? Or maybe I could ask this, what is it you're not trusting God in? Okay, that might be a whole nother sermon there. But the point is, that let those rejoice who put their trust in you. So what are you putting your trust in God in? Well, then that's something you should begin to talk about. That's what it's talking about, is rejoicing. It's something that's coming out of you. So you're beginning to say, all right, I trust God's my healer. God's my deliverer. God's my provider. Amen. I'm going to rejoice in you, praise God. Philippians 4 brings that real clear. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. I'm going I'm to keep myself pumped up because I'm going to talk about what I give God trust, what, what I trust God in, praise God. Amen. You know, I think about uh, the, the disciples. One time they're all walking down the road and Jesus is talking to them. And he just says, you know, what's the word out there? What's, you know, what's the, what are people saying out there? <clears throat> well, some, you know, saying this, saying that. He says, who do people think I am? And he said, well, some say this, some say that. And he said, well, okay, but what about you? Who am I to you? You know, what's your thought on this? Where are you at with this? All right. What's, what's stirring in you? That's what it really came down to. Of course, Peter pipes up, so you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. And he gets the pat on the back because he said it right, praise God. And obviously had the right answer for the moment, praise the Lord. And, uh, but the thing is, it really always comes down to what's, what's stirring in you? What is it you trust God in? I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question to ask yourself. What is it you trust God in? Well, I trust God in, he's my, my deliverer. He's my salvation. He's my sanctification. He's my redemption. He's my all in all, praise God. I mean, he's, my, he, you know, he's the one <clears throat> that heals me and delivers me and sets me free, praise God. He's my protection. He's my safety, my preservation. Amen. He's my health and wholeness, praise God. He's my, you know, the one that delivers me out of, out of disease and sickness and all that, praise God. See, you can go on and on, but you start, again, it's not too, not too far off of that taking account of things, right? But this here he's talking about, what is it you trust in? 
Well, that's what you stir up in you. If that's what you trust him in, then stir that up in you, praise God. Rejoice. Let those, what do you say here? Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Well, then it goes on to say, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. I thought that was interesting. So let them shout for joy. Renan, uh, Renan or something like that is the Hebrew word for this, but it means to cry aloud, to sing out, or to cause to shout. Okay, and one of the references would be out of Joshua 6. You know, they had a shout of victory uh, that came out uh, at the walls of Jericho when they all came down. And, of course, the whole story, everything that happened there. But in the end, they had this shout of victory that came out. And that's kind of what they're talking about here is once in a while there's just that shout of victory that comes. Why? Because God's defending you. God stand, God's got your back, so to speak. I think about uh, with... Uh, you know, in Second Chronicles and chapter 20, when we got uh, with uh, Jehoshaphat and, and uh, you know, the children of, of God there, and they're, they're surrounded by armies. And, and God said, the battle's his and not yours. And, and they, they said, praise God. Well, if that's the case, let's send out the praise. And the word says that they began to sing out. But literally, it means out, uh, to sing out loud and boisterous, okay? So it's kind of saying the same exact thing that... There's, there's a shout of joy, the shout of victory, the shout of praise, because God is the one who defends us. Amen. Now you think about, okay, what does, why is this so different? You know, you think about a victory shout. Think about, you know, playing sports or something, and you're, or you're watching your favorite team play, and they're, they're marching down the field or whatever, or down the court, and they're, man, they're, they're, they're taking it to the, uh, to the opponent, praise God. You're sitting here, you're, you're all excited. Everybody gets all excited and got that, 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 that thing going on in, that shout of joy, that, that victory thing going on, praise God. This is what we're talking about. Sometimes you got to get that stirred in you. Has God not defended you? Has God not delivered you from the enemy? Has God not saved your soul? Has God not given you the victory? Has God not, you know, led you in all triumph? We can go on and on and on, all kinds of verses on this. But the bottom line is this. you got to keep that stirred in you. And once in a while, it's okay to shout out, praise God. My God is a good God. Amen. My God delivers. My God, hallelujah, has got my back. Hallelujah. I mean, what are you doing? Well, you're, you're maintaining joy by doing that. Amen. So not only, praise God, do you rejoice based on your trust in him, but a shout of joy based on the fact that he defends you? Amen. And then the third one here, praise God. It says this, and let, uh, let those also who love your name be, here we go, joyful in you. Now that word joyful there is alats, is the Hebrew word, and it literally means to jump for joy. Okay, triumphant rejoicing. Okay, now all of those in this verse have to do with something that you do outwardly, okay. Whether we're talking about uh, whether we're talking about the the rejoicing, causing yourself to rejoice, all right. Whether we're talking about a shout, or whether we're talking about literally here, it means to jump for joy, to be uh, triumphant, rejoicing. And of course, the reference I always go to on this because it's it, it's what came alive in me, uh, you know, was out of Luke uh, six and verse twenty three, and it says to rejoice in that day and leap. For joy. And what was the day? What was the day when everybody was coming against them? All the pressure was coming against them. All this stuff is worn against them. So what do you do? Well, in that moment, in that day, you begin to leap for joy. Amen. And this is, these are things that you can do to keep joy 
at the forefront, praise God, to keep that force that will help keep you steady. I'm telling you, praise God, when you're rejoicing, when you got the shout of victory, praise God, or shout of joy going, when you're leaping for joy, uh, you know, giving God praise and worship in all these ways, amen, in other words, taking action, uh, an outward action, praise God, to keep some things stirring on the inside, it is amazing how much further down the road you can get. It is amazing, amen, how you can stay pumped up in the things of God, hallelujah, maintaining that steady, consistent strength of God, hallelujah, operating in your life, drawing from the wells of salvation. Why? Because you're keeping yourself, um, that joy maintained on the inside, and as a result of it, praise God, you just get all the way down that road, get this race done, praise God, finish this thing right, because that's what's uh, important, praise God, is finishing the race, praise God. So these are just some ways to maintain joy, things you can do to stir yourself up, to keep yourself, amen, walking and operating in the joy of the Lord, praise God, uh, so you can stay uh, steady, you can stay consistent and finish the race you're called to finish. Praise God. I hope you got something. Father, I just give you praise and glory once again for this people. Thank you they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Thank you for stirring these things up within us, praise God, and we give you all the praise, all the glory in the name of Jesus. For that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.